Hey, hashtag biz with the beard podcast fans. You may have noticed that the beard has gone pink. Well, there is a reason why we are going pink through the end of October. And that is because we are an ambassador for the Real Men Wear Pink 2020 campaign to help the American Cancer Society raise money to help fight breast cancer. So why do I wear pink? I think we all can agree that cancer sucks. Breast cancer especially sucks because it affects everyone. If you were like me, you probably know of someone who has had it, fought it, survived it, or unfortunately has lost their battle with this awful disease that affects millions of women. Recently, some very dear friend and family members were diagnosed with it. I have also had several friends die from cancer. And that is why I'm stepping up and asking you to step up as well to fight breast cancer with all that we got. So help me make a difference by supporting my Real Men Wear Pink campaign by hitting the listener support button on our podcast page at anchor.fm biz with the beard or go to my personal American Cancer Society Real Men Wear Pink campaign page at www.main.acsevents.org slash go to slash curfew c-u-r-p-h-y donate one dollar five dollars ten dollars one hundred dollars or even one thousand dollars and help me fight breast cancer every day the american cancer society is saving more lives for breast cancer than ever before they're helping people take steps to reduce their risk of breast cancer or find it early when it's easier to treat they provide free information and services when and where people need it the most they fund groundbreaking breast cancer research and they're working to ensure access to mammograms for women who need them so help me step up and wear pink with the beard now through october and donate to this needy cause thank you and have a successful day Executive production. Now, belt up and shut up. It's going to be one bumpy, flipping ride. May God be with you all. Good afternoon, America and the rest of the world. Welcome to another great episode of the podcast that is authentic, shameless unapologetic, and raw. This is the hit business podcast, hashtag biz with the beard. This is business as you've never heard before. Welcome to hell, bitch. I am your host, the man, that if my good looks don't get you, my awesome beard will. I am Curfee Smith. Places, please. The dance is about to begin. And today is a solo shot. That's right, no guess. So you get another dose of me, so hang on tight. I don't know where this one's going to go. The show is funny because our listeners keep doubling and tripling every month, which is just exciting to me. And that's been going on since we started, and actually, especially recently. 
we have people from all over the world listen to us, which I think is just absolutely cool. We've been on about every continent besides Antarctica and South America, I think. And even in America, I mean, our audience is continuing to grow. And, and I'm surprised with where we're being listened to. So, for example, California is the most popular state for the hashtag Biz with a Beard podcast. I never would have thought that, right? You just blew my mind. But I'm truly grateful and I'm humbled no matter where you are listening from. Uh, but I'm truly blessed when I see the amount of people that listen to the show, share it, comment, and what have you, right? As I said before, it is nerve-wracking, you know, for someone like me, who I think is, I'm kind of an introvert, which you might not believe that or not, but I am, uh, to do a podcast and put myself out there in a vulnerable position. And a lot of people may not like me or disagree with me, uh, disagree with some of my opinions, but at the end of the day, I, I don't care who you are. It takes a lot of courage to put your face voice, opinions, your art out in the world, as I've made mention before. I highly, highly respect people uh, who do that, right? Uh, and whether you agree with me or not, or whether you agree with them or not, they do deserve some respect. Regardless, having positive and negative responses is quite overwhelming. I appreciate the feedback from all my fans and even the negative feedback from my fans or if you're not my fan. Uh, because with that, you know, we, we cannot grow and you can't evolve. And I truly believe that. So whether you like me or not, listen or not, I'm, I'm going to keep pushing stuff out there. And that's because there are a lot of positive comments that keep coming in. And when I get people that tell me the value they receive from the show, that's what matters to me. You know, our last guest, Marek Zimklowski, made mention that one, you know, at the end of the show, he couldn't believe how fast that hour went. Uh, and, and in his words, says that's a sign of a good show. But seriously, uh, thank you, you know, to all our listeners. Please continue to join us each week and share with all your friends. That's all I have to say about that. If many of you do not know already, I'm a business consultant and I run an outsourcing business that also does CFO slash bookkeeping services and work. Um, we also do a lot of digital marketing uh, as well. That's uh, on the revenue side. And the, and the name of the company is called ACS Executives. We've been doing it for a couple of years. And we've actually just recently, in the last you know, year or two, uh, two years, really got into some of these executive outsourced services. And I believe we do them quite, quite well, better than most. And one of the things we sell and do for business is we have this tool. It's a social listening tool. And what I believe is the world's best AI-powered consumer sentiment and competition analysis tool. Uh, it's called Aris. We, we partner with the, the company called Gen Y to get this out uh, across the United States. And it's an amazing tool, this Aris, right? You know, I need to push it more and we need to sell it more because I think, it's, I think it gets misunderstood because it is a social listening tool. And because it's a social listening tool, I think it kind of gets grouped into this reputation management tools that are out there that are really cheap and actually really you know, poor performing in my mind. But it, it is a reputation management tool, but it is so, so, so much more than that, right? And that's what we're gonna talk about that. And, and here's why. <clears throat> I, I bring this up because, not only because it's an amazing tool for brand management, and with a tool like Aris, you do so much to not only manage your brand, but to also improve on your business operations as well. But 
we'll get to that in a minute. And before we get into the show, I, I have to go back because we're still in October. I have to make mention again that I am a 2020 Real Men Wear Pink Campaign Ambassador for the American Cancer Society, right? And what that means is I need your help and I need all my listeners' help and I need more help than I've been getting from them, right? And here's how you can do that. I need all my listeners to go to our podcast page at anchor.fm bizwithbeard and hit the listener support button. And there, I need you to donate whatever you can. I don't care if it's a dollar, two dollars, ten dollars. Man, if you got a hundred bucks and you want to help fight cancer and you want to do it in my name and the American Cancer Society through this Real Men Wear Pink campaign, man, give me a thousand bucks, whatever you can. But do on my listener support button because I will be donating 100%. That's 100% of my proceeds from the listener support button for the month of September and October to the Real Men Wear Pink campaign and the American Cancer Society. Again, that's 100% of those dollars, pennies, whatever, are going to the American Cancer Society. Now, if you don't feel comfortable saying, oh, I don't know if I really trust Curfee to do this, whatever, that, that's fine, that's on you. Uh, but if you still want to donate and help me, I, I, you can go to the American Cancer Society's Real Men Wear Pink campaign page, uh, and I have my own personal page on there that you donate through and the address to donate is main.acsevents.org slash go to slash curfew and that's spelled c-u-r-p-h-y and there you can donate and help fight this deadly disease lastly the hashtag biz with the beer podcast and my company acs executives is offering some amazing and pretty flipping cool merchandise over the next two months that raises awareness to fight breast cancer and uh, this is some, you know, merchandise that we created ourselves and we've been getting a lot of sales on it. Now, the merch includes some very cool black snapback hats with a pink hashtag biz with the beer logo and a pink ribbon on the front. We also have some very cool gray t-shirts that say real men wear pink on the front with a pink ribbon. And on the back of the shirt, you have a pink hashtag Biz with the Beard logo. And our motto from this show for the next two months is Beards for Boobs. I know it, it, we're trying to have a little fun with this. You know, it's a very serious issue. But if we can get all my bearded friends and bearded listeners who want to support uh, the fight for uh, against breast cancer, you need to have one of these shirts. And we, we've been selling actually quite a bit of them. Um, you can see me sporting these cool shirts on our Instagram and Facebook pages as well as our LinkedIn and Twitter pages, and I'll be sending out some more, uh, you know, images as far as that goes. They're very high quality material. You can get them regular, slim fitted. We have racer backs for the ladies. And what I'm doing here is I'm donating 100% of the gross profits of these cool items to the Real Men Wear Pink campaign. And you can get any of these at our business page at www.acsexec.com. Just go under the merchandise tab. You can also go to our Facebook page or Instagram page and click on one of the links on some of those posts and order there as well. Now, I appreciate your support on that. Let's get back on the show. So the reason I wanted to do a solo cast today was because I was recently a guest on my good friend Matt George's TV show called Business Forward, which will air on PBS in central Illinois near the end of the month. Now, you may remember Matt from episode 30. Damn, that was like... 10 episodes ago, I guess, right? So, wow, that doesn't even seem possible. But he was, <laughs> I guess he was at the beginning of season two or in the middle of season two because we're at episode four, 40, right? Yeah, so that's, yeah, been 10 episodes ago, great. 
Anyway, sorry, I don't mean to get off track here. So, so, so given we have listeners all over the world who are not to get to see this regional show, I wanted to talk today about some of the things we discussed on the show uh, together that I thought were great topics. Now, on this show, I was joined by Misty Dykema from Pure Illinois, who's one of the executives for Symantle, and my very good friend and internationally recognized branding genius. That's right. He is the branding genius, Mr. David Breyer. I know that, dude. David was on our show way back in season one and was on episode 20 uh, when the bald was part of this gig. And that was actually a really great show. Now, if you haven't listened to it, or if you do, you might not know. David, he's lauded by people like Damon John from Shark Tank. And his energy and enthusiasm for branding just exudes out of him. I mean, if his ingenuity and expertise in branding were a beard, it would put my beard to shame. <laughs> so, so I'll be honest about this show because I think I rode David's coattails on this. But the show was amazing and we got into some great content. The only problem was it was only 30 minutes long. So hopefully Matt George will have us back on in a future show. We'll see. We'll see how it, how it comes out of the editing room. And I've done a video before, but I've never been on a TV show. So I was a little nervous, especially because we were doing it virtually. And I was here in Atlanta, David's in Wisconsin, Matt and Misty were sitting in Pure Illinois. So yeah, I mean, I was nervous. David has a great personality, right? Uh, and his personality just flows. And if you listen to the podcast episode he was on with, uh, you know, with him, you know, you'll probably know why we have explicit warning labels on the show. <laughs> Sometimes it just happens with the flow, right? And I was afraid I might forget where I was and go with the flow as well. So I was kind of questioning whether PBS was the proper network for the show. But I digress. And not to be a spoiler, we all behaved ourselves. And it, and it was a jam-packed full of some great, some good shit. And here I can say that, right? Uh, but still, I was nervous because it was on TV. So, you know, beforehand, I did a few push-ups, spent an extra hour combing and pimping my beard, and I was ready to go. So the show was about branding, and obviously David was going to discuss his expertise because that is what he does. Misty was going to discuss the same with more of a local flavor, and I was going to discuss how you can manage your brand on social media and what have you, right? Spe and well, and specifically social media. So the first question to me was, how can a business or large corporation manage their brand? So that's a great question. So with social media becoming the norm now, and it is the norm because you know, my mom, who just turned 70, happy birthday to her last month, uh, actually two months ago, she finally got on Facebook. So if my mom is on social media, that right there should tell you social media isn't going away. It is the norm. And with that, people's complaint boxes are now at their fingertips instead of the front desk of offices and mail rooms of these businesses and corporations, people can complain about your business and brand and they do it on social media and they may do it without even commenting on your business page. So they're complaining about you and you might not even know it. It is ever so important to know what people are saying about your brand because it can provide you valuable information to one, evolve and improve actually operational performance in your organization. Right? And you're like, thinking, well, operational performance? We'll get into that. So with social media, 
people can attack your business to other consumers and say hateful, meaningful things to you. And you won't know it's coming until it's too late. And all of a sudden, you have a crisis out of nowhere that just hit you. <laughs> it actually kind of reminds me of my ex-wife who owned this cat, right? My God, the damn thing was mean, would never shut up, just attack you out of nowhere without you seeing it coming. Damn psychotic. But the cat was cool. Well, I'm going to hell. I'm going to get in trouble for that one. But <laughs> let me get back on point here. I don't know why I got off on that. Uh, and once again, shamelessly plug a product that we sell called Aris, which I may mention is an AI power consumer sentiment and competition analysis tool that medium, even small, but actually larger companies with a social media buzz, they can use this to harness and monitor all social media mentions of the brand in real time. Now, again, let me say that again. All social media mentions of the brand, not just the ones they put on your Facebook page, your Instagram page. It's what they're saying on their pages. Kind of scary, right? So Aris provides a solution framework and it uses artificial intelligence to listen to all the sources with brand mentions, including social PR and blogs that are out there, right? It has the ability. This tool is so flipping cool. It has the ability to draw insights about pain points of consumers, their aspirations, and the trends around not just your brand, but even your industry and the products and the services within your industry. And it also allows you to resolve complaints in your organization. It allows you to push products and create new products based on the insight you get from it. So the cool thing about this is that a lot of our customers that use Aris are resolving issues, as I may mention, around their operations as well. Now you're probably thinking, how in the hell does that work? So let me tell you how Aris, I'm gonna give you a great example, right? I'm gonna tell you exactly how Aris helped a large hospital network handle an unfortunate crisis situation. And I blogged about this once. Um, and, and it's out on our website at www.acsexec.com. And you can read the blog that tells a little bit more detail, but I can kind of go into it here. So what we had with this large hospital network, unfortunately, we had a seven-year-old patient die. Uh, well, not we, the, the hospital network did, right? And the seven-year-old had been in the ICU for several weeks. So as you can imagine, a horrible, horrible situation of a child who's going to pass away, which is absolutely horrible. It's also compounded where you have bills that become insurmountable and then add on the loss of the child's life too. Aris captured this whole episode purely by listening in and applying its AI natural language processing models to understand some of the root cause of this issue. And, and, and here's what's so cool. You know, it's a horrible situation, but here's what it learned. So when the crisis erupted, right, around social media about this, you know, child, you know, passing away there, the volume of the buzz around the hospital and the situation increased by over 400 times. And the negative sentiment towards the hospital and the situation doubled. Now, the origin of the crisis was automatically pinned down because RS kind of kicked out, it came out to service quality and it was talking about pricing related issues in regards to the billing and the bills piling up. That's what people are talking about. And we could identify that this related to the ICU and the IPD departments directly 
And that was the crisis, uh, I guess, of the social media epicenter, right? So why, so why is that important? Well, the hospital knew about the erupting social media crisis within minutes rather than hours or days, right? They knew it was happening immediately. And what the hospital could automatically do was basically synthesize their PR and communication teams as well as a local team well in advance of, of this getting to a major issue. So the departments involved were alerted immediately. And before this molehill of situation became a mountain, they can move. So as you can see, social listening tools like Aris can help you resolve a crisis early. But it also can do some things. Well, I, here's one thing I think is most cool about it. And that's a competition analysis, right? I think this is amazing, right? Because I'm a sports guy and I coach sports. I played sports. I love watching college football. Uh, I love boxing. And one thing across from all sports is this, is when it, champions prepare, they study their opponent's game. They study their strategy to determine opportunities to expose their weaknesses. I mean, the bottom line, to win against a competitor, you must learn from them. Folks, social media publishing is no different. So anyone tasked with the job of creating your company's marketing content must ask himself this question. What can I learn from my competition's content? If you're not asking in that and you're in that role, you don't deserve a promotion and you don't deserve a raise. Because this is being strategic in your department and your company's approach. So much like sports competition, it's about understanding what is expedient and checking whether you yourself are on the path of success. And you see it in college football all the time. You will have other Division I programs go to other Division I campuses and learn from each other. I mean, you ask Nick Saban. I'm sure it happens to his organization all the time that other colleges and probably especially smaller ones come down there. They want to learn from Alabama, what they do, what's their approach, how do they practice, how do they prepare for games, how do they prepare for bowl games. So running the social media division or marketing division of a large corporation or small business, the first step towards competition analysis is basically to understand who your competition really is. So what you need to do is list your comp your competitors, right? You got to find out who your competitors are, whether it be you know locally, regionally, nationally, internationally. You need to know who they are. And so after you list who your competitors are, including your direct and even indirect competitors, and once you've done that, now look at what a competitor's published content is and what it can teach you, and you need to learn from it. And what do you need to learn from it? Well, what what are your comp what are your competitors trying to position themselves as? But at the end of the day, to stand out from the clutter, a brand needs to position itself uniquely and meaningfully as compared to the competition. And my good friend David Breyer, he's always saying, do not be the white noise in your industry. Do not be doing the same thing that everybody else is doing. Because you become insignificant. 
So what are the brand attributes which consumers associate your brand with? Are you are are your competitors perceived as being a modern or traditional, premium or value, innovative or rooted? Given what perception exists for your competitors, you know, where would you like to stand? You know, understanding the attributes can be driven believably in a differentiated fashion can help you determine the ideal positioning for your brand. So this in turn determines your overall publishing theme. So if everybody in your industry locally is doing the exact same thing, putting the same type of marketing ads out there, why would you do the same? You need to determine a publishing theme that's obviously different. Another thing you need to look at when you're looking at the social media uh, of your competitors, ask, are there content themes they follow? This exercise can help you choose your own themes. Are there content themes that they follow? Learning from competition should include understanding patterns in their publishing, right? Like the frequency, the forms, themes, sub-themes, their proportion, and your hypothesis on the rationale for such themes will help derive good insights for you. And this exercise will only help you choose your own themes. Now, what, what kind of content engages the most? And right, I mean, everyone puts content out there, but it all doesn't engage the same way. And you will be able to see that. And what that does to ensure that content from your rework strategy engages significantly better than today, you should look at objective data that you can gather from a tool like Aris or any social listening tool. What type of content and what form of content engages the best? This will help you decide how many campaigns slash contests you must do, how many videos you might want to create. These inputs help improve the quality of your publishing. It's not always about frequency. It has to be about quality. Other things are what kind of media spins are being done to boost posts, promote tweets, right? I mean, what are they spending on to get this type of engagement? Well, social listening tools like Aris can help with that. And if you are you know, deciding on media spins and in some type of ad hoc mod manner, right? Say, well, let's, let's just guess at doing about 4,000 bucks or 15,000 bucks or 40,000 bucks. You got to knock that off, man. It's time to change. Look at the landscape to determine what kind of media spins your competition's using. And how is the spin distributed? I mean, is, is it uniformly spread out across content or used for a few posts? This can help formulate your own media budget and plan. I mean, a thorough analysis of these points should help you lay out the following. Your positioning, as we may mention, where in the landscape do you, I mean, where in the landscape do you uniquely stand, right? What is the space available to occupy that's out there? Is there space? 
This will help determine what unifying theme should be followed while publishing your content. And learning on what type of content works, what forms work better, can help you identify opportunities to improve engagement on your own pages. If videos and GIFs work significantly better for others, perhaps maybe you should consider using those too. Experiment with those content types, like ad images, video links, slide share presentations, infographics, and what other visual formats that help engage your readers. But it's also gonna help you set apart your competition. I mean, if something's working, why wouldn't you copy it? I'm not saying plagiarize it, but I'm saying learn from it. And like I said, user engagement enhancement through campaigns, contests, trivia, gamification. You might get cues or ideas, which you can improve, you can improvise upon your own brand. So you're seeing other you know, brands out there doing a campaign. Or they're using some type of trivia uh, hook. Their gamification of their social media platform. If you're seeing it workings, this can help you with your brand. Again, determine the optimal publishing frequency that keeps your comp. You know your your. And by determining the optimal publishing frequency that keeps your competition in the minds of the consumer, will also help you determine what frequency you need to use. I mean, you might be competing for the same share of voice and the same share of mind within the same consumer segments. So you need to understand that. One of the things that's cool is ab about this is that you can map out influencers help advocate competition. Media planning. You can make an intelligent estimate of what media spend on social media might be the best suited for your cause. Work backwards considering your desired share of voice and engagement and what, comp and what the competition is spending. This can help decide spins more specifically as opposed to using an ad hoc approach. But you got to understand, it's, it's expected that your competitors are doing this too, right? So they're doing it. If not, you're going to be ahead of the game. If they are, you're behind the game. Now, it's expected that your competitors will be similarly focused on your trafficking and following your content strategy, setting up what will be a healthy spirit of competitiveness, right? And a constant improvement all around for everyone. Ably, that's aided by competitive insights that artists can do for you and other social listening platforms. And here's another aspect of managing your brand, as we met, and we may mention this a little bit earlier. So, social media platforms today essentially play they play a variety of roles in today's world, like like marketplace, uh, a research database, or users like journal where someone can share their experiences. We talked about that, right? They're they're talking about you, and it's not necessarily just on your page. They're they're talking about you on their pages. I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw a little stat out to you, okay? Seventy four percent consumers use social media to make their purchase decisions. And you see it all the time. And I see it way more than ever. 
But the issue is, and it's still sad, even though 74% of consumers use social media to make their purchase decisions, many brands are just, a lot of brands are just reluctant to engage with social media and exploit the benefits of doing business using them. But I'll tell you what, those who adopted it and use social listening tools like Aris, man, they're reaping the benefits. Now, we've discussed how it can help avoid a crisis, right? Reputation management and competition management. But the most important part of managing your brand is the insight you get and can break down that data to leverage valuable information. There is nothing more important than understanding the needs of your audience, clients, or prospects. I mean, it is a must for any business. And if your brand, even your small business, you, you guys are no exception. You need to perform thorough research. I mean, brands have been using traditional and, and quite frankly, expensive and outdated methods like focus groups, surveys, questionnaires uh, to, drive, to drive these valuable insights into customer expectations. But they're not all that quite accurate. Now, and, and they can be quite expensive. And you have to, you know, you have to set them up and it takes a while and it becomes expensive. You want to keep doing it consistently. Now, with a social listening tool like Aris, you can deviate from these traditional methodology and even, like I said, less reliable data to critically analyze what people say or think. Like if you're in the, if you're in the finances, right? You can, you can critically analyze what people say or think if they say words like bank, loans, credit cards, all online. In real time, 24 hours a day. I mean, social listening can be so helpful in studying economic trends with the social data available out there, right? For a financial institution, this can be huge. And so here's one example. There's a study out there that's done through the European Central Bank. And this study says Twitter can be economically significant in predicting the international stock market sentiment. Think about that. The European Central Bank says Twitter can be an economically significant predictor of the international stock market sentiment. It's amazing. And additionally, how do your customers or potential customers remember you, right? I mean, do they prefer to return to you for more business? How do you know that? I mean, we do know that customers remember you when your service was exceptional or when it's extremely poor. In any case, improving on those experiences, it's, it's a never-ending journey. If you're in business, it never ends. And social listening can always guide you through the friendly social media platforms to access and engage with your customers without them or you're getting frustrated. 
I mean, uh, many customers, sports fans for one, post about their confusion or frustration on Twitter and all their places, right? I mean, how many go, wa go watch a big uh, sports match? Whether it be a Saturday, college football, watch your team, go out to Twitter and follow some of the things that, you, you know, some of those pages that you, uh, of your sports team and watch the people tweet about it. By monitoring these posts and engaging with them, quite frankly, it gives them it gives you tips. Even if they're not your current customers, they can help your company gain like visibility, a better online image, and give you and, and give you more marketing lead. And so let's talk about that, right? How about social uh, media and successful marketing campaigns? I mean, the general perception is that serious brands such as the ones like in financial industries, and I'm making these serious, I'm trying to be more like, um, yeah, like financial industries, just like I mentioned, right? They can't be fun on social media and they can't advertise in a fun manner or post means. We, we still wear a tie, we're serious. But that's simply not true anymore. Because I can tell you from what I've seen is that some brands have aced engaging with their audience by having fun. And, and some others have tried and, and they've actually failed. Here, here's a good one. Here's a big one, right? JP Morgan had tried to hold a Q&A session back in 2013. I remember, you remember what was going on with JP Morgan back in 2013? Uh, they, they had some, they had some issues, right? So the, the hashtag they wanted or they went for was hashtag ask JPM. Now what they wanted was this to be a Q&A related to what career advice would you ask a leading executive at a global firm? Blah, blah, blah. What are you going to ask JP Morgan, right? However, the campaign went wrong. <laughs> and people started attacking the company about you know, the recent court cases where JP Morgan was fined, was it $920 million? So you got to be careful. It's difficult for companies to come up with a creative campaign to attract new clients. And it's more difficult for more serious brands and industries. So where I'm circling back is carefully listening to your customers and engaging in appropriate research can be a major help. It could have been a major help for them. And here's a good example of it, right? Bank of America employed ample research before releasing boards on Pinterest to attract new clients, promote their better money habits site. I don't remember, everybody remembers that, right? And these boards would have lifestyle moments, like someone buying a house, a car, and a new baby. And they and these were linked to their brand site, which had educational content. Like, so what, right? Well, here, here's the so what. Think about this. If you're a financial institution, it is important to be available when someone has a serious need for money and does not understand how to go about seeking a loan, CDs, dot, dot, dot. The same goes for people looking for, you know, for investments and, you know, other saving ideas. And so catching them at the cusp of their need is possible only with social listening. You can't do that in some type of survey. So social listening for all you financial industry corporations out there can be extremely useful at a corporate and at a local level. So to wrap this up, brand management is evolving. And if you're not looking 
I started looking at AI social listening tools such as Aris. You need to because it can help you not with just reputation management, which is to me an insult to what these tools can do for you. I mean, it's just an insult to its capabilities, but it provides you with crisis slash operation management. It gives you competition analysis. And the most important part is it provides you exactly with what, who, and where your customers are and what they're saying, not only about your brand, but your industry, your products and services within the industry, and when they need those products and services the most. That's why brand management is evolving. That's why social listening is the way to start managing your brand. The reality is, if you are not listening, you're going to fail and it will happen. And if you think I'm crazy, we, we have historical examples. The too big to fails, right? I think if you look at one of the biggest failures in recent history of a non-evolving brand, you have to talk about Toys R Us. Toys R Us was the leader of the toy industry. And you can say competition from Amazon and the big, you know, all-in box stores like Walmart and Target was the reason for their failure. That's not going deep enough. And you know it and they know it now. Because the truth is, Toys R Us management failed to innovate its business model. They failed to incorporate technology. And they failed to adapt to changing consumer behavior. They were stuck in that mentality of, we are the leader of the toy industry. Nobody's going to beat us. We're too big to fail. They weren't listening. They didn't incorporate the technology because they weren't listening. And they did not adapt to change because they weren't listening to their consumer. Reality is, I don't care if you're a small business, medium business, large corporation, especially large corporations, you need to listen and learn, folks. It isn't that difficult. And if you are not engaging in a social listening tool like the one we described today and all the benefits that it can do for you, all the analysis it can get for you, you're just being stupid. Because your competition's starting to do it. They're understanding what your consumer wants. They're understanding what you're doing. They're watching you. They're watching your social media post. Oh, great. You got all these likes. You got all these hits. You got all this engagement. Guess what? They're listening. They're copying. And all of a sudden, they're going to find that little niche. And you're going to be wondering, how in the hell do they do that? What, what's going on? Where do they get the insight? Oh, that's right. 
You're being Toys R Us. I hope everyone out there found this show to be educational and informative today. Again, a solo shot. But before I sign off, I want to plug Aris one more time. <laughs> so go to my website, acsexec.com, hit solutions, and click on Aris. You can try it for free for two weeks. Jump on it. Try it. It's not going to cost you anything. There's different models out there. All the way. One for under $100 a month for a small, small business. All the way up to $7.99 a month for a large corporation, which isn't much. We can even do customizable, which costs a little bit more. When you're talking multi-million dollar company, that ain't, that ain't a lot. But yes, you can try it for free. You can also schedule a demo there. So sign up there for your demo as well. And as mentioned at the beginning of the show, I am a Real Men Wear Pink 2020 ambassador for the American Cancer Society. And I am raising funds. And I want $5,000 to be exact to fight breast cancer. If you're a wealthy executive right now, help me out, man. One of these big corporations, give me $5,000. I need the money fast because this is all over at the end of October. So go to my podcast page at anchor.fm biz with beard and hit the list of support button. Again, I will donate 100% of those proceeds to the American Kansas Society and the Real Men Wear Pink campaign. But if you want to d contribute directly to my campaign, all you have to go to is the American Cancer Society's Real Men Wear Pink page. And you can donate directly there. The address is again, main.acsevents.org org slash go to slash curfew donate there and help fight this deadly disease and if you want to do some extra sport something that shows not only your support for this podcast show but also the fight against breast cancer we here at the hashtag biz with the beer podcast and through acs executives we're offering some amazing cool fun, trendy merchandise over the next two months that'll help fight breast cancer. Like I said, this includes a very cool black snapback hat with the hashtag biz with beard logo that's pink with a pink ribbon. And we got some very cool t-shirts out there as well. You can get those at my business page at www.acsexec.com under the merchandise tab. You can also find out some posts on Facebook and Instagram. I want to remind everyone to subscribe to the show at anchor.fm biz with the beard and share it with your friends on all your social media pages. We don't want to, we don't want you to miss future episodes, right? So go ahead and subscribe. You'll get, you'll get alerts when our new episode comes out. And don't forget again, why you're on anchor subscribing. If you want to feature your business by sponsoring a future episode or help support the show, all you have to do is hit listener support. Now, again, for the month of October, I'm donating that money to the Real Men Wear Pink campaign. But after that, uh, we need help keeping the show going. So you can feature you or your business at the beginning of the show by being a title sponsor. Also, 
If you just want to contact me directly, go to be the title sponsor, email me at curfee at acsexec.com. As always, I'm grateful to all our listeners who tune in on all the amazing podcast platforms out there, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and many, many more. And that's it. It's a wrap. It's all over, folks. Another show is in the books, but never fear. The beard will always be here. Until next time, same beard time, same beard channels. Thank you for listening to the hashtag BizWithTheBeard podcast. Remember, every genius idea starts with the stroke of a beard. Have a successful day. Hey, hashtag biz with beard and bald fans. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. It was brought to you by ACS Executives. Let me ask you something. As an entrepreneur or business owner, are you tired of struggling with running your business? Do you feel you can drive more revenue, improve your profits, and run more efficiently if you had a little help? Well, you are not alone, and there is a solution for you. Like many small businesses, as the owner, you wear a lot of hats. And why wouldn't you? You started this thing, so you're very careful and particular about it. Well, at ACX Executives, we do a deep dive into your business to help your business grow revenues, improve profits, acquire capital, and run more efficiently. We just don't point out problems. We help you resolve them through our family of companies and the solutions they provide. We share some of the best practices and processes and coach you and your team through them. Our suite of quality products and services will help you get there quickly and smoothly. That's how we ensure your success. So visit us at acsexec.com or call us at 1-800-495-6505 and schedule a free 30-minute consulting assessment. Have a successful day, and we hope you enjoy today's episode of Hashtag Biz with Beard and Bald.